start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. talk about the outdoors us all dudes welcome to another installment of the white cat outdoors podcast nick and tom are both chilling tonight what's up everybody good evening uh nick was saying all kinds of stupid stuff before we started so i don't know what that was about but what what are we talking about tonight well since we got you all here and you're listening um actually when this really what Tom? You just gave me. No, the you look. just the first thing you did was cleared your throat into the microphone. Like you think that's what our listeners want? <laughs> yeah, they want a, they want a nice clear voice because I was doing the old rock hard radio before we started. So yeah, maybe do it before you talk into the mic. I can cut it out. I won't. He runs this show. Yeah. Uh, so what we're, what we're talking about? Um, Harrisburg starts this week. Um, the biggest outdoor show in the world. Yeah, pretty sure. I'm the Great sure American the Outdoor Show. Yeah, it's a great American outdoor show, sponsored by the NRA, biggest one in the world. Um, starts Saturday. Yeah. So when you're listening to this, it started yesterday, and when you're listening to this, the crew is going to be down in Harrisburg. Yeah, not at our. You own guys booth. might be on your way there. Yeah. If somebody's, I want to put this out there right now. Um, leave it in the comments if you guys are going to be in Harrisburg. Like, if you're listening to this on your way to Harrisburg, let us know. Tom will sign in autographs. Um, <laughs> we don't have a booth, but if you see us, Tom will sign an autograph. Yeah, yeah, we don't have a booth. Uh, we're, we, I would like to someday. Um, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, be this cool. year, you know, we're just going, checking out. Um, we got uh, some outfitters. You know, Frank's worked with one of the outfitters that's going to be there. A mm-hmm. bunch of stuff in the archery hall that we're interested in. Yep. I'm not um, working the booth this year, though, so I'm strictly no. just wandering around. So it'll be fun, um, but today we just wanted to break down, you know, what we're looking forward to at the show, um, what we expect to see, what we want to get more info on, and you know, go from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess I can start first if you guys want. If somebody else wants to start, they can. Nick, just um, dive right in, brother. Uh, so I'm interested in talking to uh, the outfitter Frank's been working with, just because I've considered wanting to maybe be a, a packer up there so you know i've been asking frank for months to talk to him he won't do it so <laughs> he's a tough guy to get a hold of so i'm gonna go straight to the horse's mouth and uh settle the score now no really no score to settle but mm-hmm. i'm still gonna go there and talk to him get that figured out mm-hmm. um and then the rest of my time i'm you know interested just to hang out in the archery hall um just outside the archery hall typically is um, whitetail adrenaline and i always enjoy that booth it's a huge it's not even a booth. It's like an entire corner. Yeah. Um, they've got huge screens um, showing their DVDs. I do want to pick up a couple DVDs while we're there because I want them for the cabin. Yeah, those guys do um, some sweet shit. Yeah, they yeah, it's they're awesome. It's just a ton of footage, um, just running around with recurves and just launching up close. Arrows. Yeah, very up close. It's it's 
I would say top pin action, but with recurves, there's no pin. Yeah. So that's ours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the archery hall, uh, just you know, want to check out some different things. I want to stop by the Annihilator booth mm-hmm. uh, just to see what they got cooking. I don't know if they've got anything new coming up this year, mm-hmm. um, but I'd like I to spend some time talking with those guys. I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago, but they're they're cool guys to talk with. Nice. They're, they're a good time. Yeah, I, I was impressed. What was it? I was down there the year you bought yours, mm-hmm. uh, which two years ago now. Did you buy yours down there? Yeah. The yeah, first, we, I mean, I got some more this year. I bumped up to 125s, and I just brought right. those online. But the first ones that I bought, I bought down in Harrisburg. So did you know about Annihilator before we went to Harrisburg? No. I Actually, um, we were working the booth that year for Alaska Elite Outfitters, and Brad got up to go walk around just to stretch his legs and do something other than sit there and talk to people. And he came back to the booth and he's like, Hey, I was just over, you know, in the archery hall and saw these new broadheads. They look pretty sweet. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll go take a look at them here in a little bit whenever I get up to go wander around. And so eventually I did, I made my way over there and I was like, these things are pretty freaking sweet. And I think it was the next day or maybe two days later, I thought about a little bit, did a little bit of research on them. Cause I didn't want to just run. Yeah, you were there for a week. So you yeah. had some time. So I did some online research. I went over and talked to those guys a couple different times about their stuff and settled on them, and I've been thrilled with them ever since. I put them through some deer, and I love them. Nice. And it's actually from what you've done and what the research I've seen is what led me to buy Annihilators. Mm -hmm. Um, I went with the XLs. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're 125 grain, just like yours, but just a little bit bigger head. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited about that. They see, like I said, I, what I like about them is they, you know, you. I learned in um, like emergency responding and that like EMS, EMT stuff that like triangular cuts and stuff are one of the hardest wounds to close. Yes. Um, and when you punch like a triangular hole into an animal, it just creates a very difficult wound channel to close back up. Yes. Um, so I like that it's just a hole. And the biggest thing that I didn't realize too is the actual surface area of the cut mm-hmm. um, is actually bigger than any other broadhead on the market, mm-hmm. which I thought was insane. Because like you always hear cutting diameter, cutting diameter, cutting diameter. Mm-hmm. But the surface area that that blade cuts out, like if you were to draw you know, a line around the cutting diameter or whatever and take the area of the inside of the wound, you're actually creating a bigger wound Mm-hmm. with a, a an annihilator than you are like a two inch expandable mm-hmm. which is insane yeah so i'm really excited to run those through a deer this year um if i get wild you know i talk about every year but i never do it maybe i'll throw <laughs> it at a turkey um it's just there's so much fun to shoot with shotguns it's just tough to it's tough to beat yeah um so i'm interested to see them um i believe the other ones that i'm interested in looking um not that I'm interested in buying a new bow because I'm happy with what I've got, but I heard Gearhead is coming out with something new that I haven't seen. Um, Gearhead archery is like, I don't know if you guys have, are you familiar with Gearhead? Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not as familiar as are you, you are, but no. I know who they are. So Gearhead archery has like, they're one of the few archery companies out there actually doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, their bows have like 18 inch axle to axle measurements. They're shoot through risers. They're just a very they're, yeah they're they're extremely compact. They look like nothing else on the market. Um, like I said, I have no interest in buying one. Um, and you can shoot 
stuff there. Yeah, you, know, you, they can, have yeah, targets. you can go. I've never them. shot one myself, but you and I were look not looking at them seriously, but looking at them last They're just, year. They're just—it's an eye catcher. Like you're walking by, like, like and what it's, the it, hell is that? It's like I mean, Hoyt, Elite, Matthews, Prime, um, Martin, all of them—they all look and resemble a compound bow. They all look very similar. You know, a little bit different cutouts in the riser, but they're all pretty much the same. Um, Gearhead has made this bow that looks nothing like anything else that's out there. Um, so that's just interesting to see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe if we got time, I wouldn't would mind throwing an arrow through just to see. Yeah. You know, it, I feel like it would be unstable, but, you know, I've talked to a few guys that have shot them, and they absolutely love them. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I mostly, feel like the same thing, that it would be unstable. but It's mostly guys that are, like, saddle hunting and one-sticking that it seems like they're switching to it. That like the people that are like the extremists of lightweight yeah. are the ones that enjoy that bow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Those Pretty people cool. I'm always skeptical of like, do you actually love it? Or are you just like a nut for the weight loss and you're just yeah. saying you love it? Yeah. It could you be. never know. What is one sticking? Like you're, one sticking, it's what it sounds like. You're you one get, stick off the ground. No, yeah. you use that same stick and to keep, keep going up, keep climbing up. You like, hang yourself from the tree with a rope not around your neck but um and then you like hang one Move stick, stick you up. climb up that and then you just like kind of hang off the tree grab the stick from below you hang it up above you and just keep going and then you repel out of the tree it's silly it's wild no interest in it but yeah how do you repel out of the tree with rope i think you have to be an eagle scout to do it <laughs> but it's the one qualification <laughs> For one stick yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I'm a terrible person to explain it. Um, the guys that enjoy it, or I mean, the guys that do it, seem to like it. But I just, I don't mind when my sticks weigh a pound and a half. I just, I don't care to carry an extra three. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like deal. you're, you're breaking your back carrying four sticks. No, no, I, I have enough on my gut that I could lose to offset the weight. <laughs> I could actually be down to no weight, like yeah. in my setup. I could lose the difference. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it doesn't really. It's wild, but mm-hmm. kind of neat. Um, then another thing I'm not interested in purchasing, but just interested to see the innovation and engineering behind it. Um, Lone Wolf's got or Lone Wolf Custom Gear, sorry, um, has the climber. I believe that they're going to have down there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm not a climber guy, but they've got the lightest climber ever made, and what. What I liked about it is just coming from like a metal fab and machining background, they made the the uh, the braces that um, like the brace that holds like the bars yeah. um, up from the platform. They like CNC machined out of the platform, so when it folds, it's completely flat. Oh, it folds into itself. The entire stand is under two inches. That's whack. Yeah, like. So when it's all folded and on your back, it's like, I think it's like an inch and a half or inch and three quarters or something. Like it's insane. Wicked thin. Yeah. And I just, to me, that's just impressive that mm-hmm. they've come up with that. Um, it's unfortunate that I've seen some other copycats come out literally within a week of them Almost releasing instantly. that. Almost <laughs> instantly. But it is what it is. <clears throat> um, sorry about that, Tom. The viewers love it. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's just something I'm interested in. Uh, checking out i'd like to see their broadheads obviously i don't that's plan another on thing buying them but i would like to put my hands on them and see them in person I, hopefully skeptical. they have some i'm sure they will um i'm i'm skeptical 
mainly because like again from my welding and fabrication background aluminum's not hard no um i know that they're coated in an aluminum oxide which very hard very very hard but my concern is is once you try and sharpen them Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's going to remove that material that keeps them hard. Yeah. So honestly, what I'm seeing out of these is it's going, to, I don't think it's going to be a long-term use head. Yeah. Um, this is just my personal opinion. I don't have any experience with them. This is strictly just an opinion. So take that with what you want. Um, but I think like a lot of broadheads, people use them once and throw them out. Mm-hmm. Something tells me that this is what that's going to turn into. I just, don't see them being able to be used time and time again yeah without losing their sharpness mm-hmm. um, but then you got to consider what your price point is I don't even know what they're selling they for, seem but... actually really affordable I think they're like in that fifty dollar range for three yeah. pack mm-hmm. um, they're not for sale yet but that's the yeah. number I've heard thrown around which is a rage mm-hmm. and rage now comes with two yeah which, what oh yeah you used to get like three in a practice in a practice now yeah. you get the last time I bought rage I think I got two broadheads that's ridiculous yeah yeah, huh. but I'm shooting annihilators now, so yeah, who cares? So I got those things will last forever. Yeah, I'm I'm excited with those. Um, so like I said, I, I think I will give Andre credit. The guy has been an innovator since the '80s. Mm-hmm. I every product he's come out with until now has been legit. I don't see that this will be anything different. It's just something totally new that I don't really feel like the archery industry has seen before. Mm-hmm. So it's I think naturally there's going to be some skeptics, but I just want to check it out. Um, and it seems to me like if you look at the size or like the um, dimension of the blades and everything, it almost looks like you're going for more of like a chisel point more than like an actual blade, almost like a a log grenade. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember those from like Splitting Wood. No. Ever, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. like I, a, yeah. I think they're, aren't they called like log grenades mm-hmm. or whatever? I always uh, called them a wedge, but. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like to me, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've heard both. Yeah. It's got very wide blades, almost more like a chisel than it is like a razor blade. Yeah. And I'm curious if that's, you know, to just punch through bone and with today's technology and bows, I think they're carrying enough speed that like they will just rip through. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't need like this ultra razor sharp edge. I I don't know. I could be totally wrong on that. Just, yeah. Spitballing. Yeah. Just spitballing. Um, but that's really the only things that I'm really like I want to hit before I leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to – I always enjoy walking through the gun room. You know, there's all sorts of little, you know, components for firearms and stuff yeah. uh, that I enjoy just checking out. And the exhibitor is always – like all the guides are always neat. There's, you know, huge – there was a giraffe one year, rhinos, mm-hmm. hippos. That's one thing that I want to look into because I sent you a picture the other day. Uh, Dad and I are going on a mule deer hunt. Yeah. Next, like, it's this year. It's in the in November, and if we both shoot nice muleys, uh, what I want to do is get them mounted in like a piece together, and so I want to be taking some brochures. Yeah, I want to find a taxidermist that's gonna you know really make that look cool i think it'll be awesome who's gonna get the piece hmm well you and your dad don't live together so if you're getting them mounted together every six months they switch no i think it'll just go up above the bar here that would be a sweet look yeah up on the the elk go huh or the elk go 
Uh, we'd find a spot for the elk, but I think A-frame. I think it would look cool. Yeah, we'll put the elk at the A-frame. That would be ridiculous. It would look sweet. It would. That'd be pretty wild. There's not much wall space for an elk, though. And I could like do it like right down. on, uh, right above like the fireplace or the wood stove, and yeah, that would that, be nice. That would yeah. look sweet. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for that mule deer mount. If you know, we both kill muley, so I want to find someone down there that. What's it? What are you like? One sixty or better, or what? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, somewhere around there, which I think is very doable. That's a, that's a, it's doable, but it's a respectable muley. Yeah, absolutely. So that w- that's like my biggest one that I want to like really pursue while I'm down there is to find and talk to some taxidermists because um, like I don't really need anything else. It's always yeah. fun, like you said, just to go walk around, talk, you know, look at outfitters, and I'm sure you'll look at sheep outfitters even though you oh, know yeah, you're not going on a sheep them. hunt. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's I, half I just, the fun of going. Yeah, you know, there's uh, the past couple years there's been a booth that has a a full body Marco Polo sheep that mm-hmm. phew, makes me drool. Can't just I'll, walk past it. You I gotta can't. Stop no, and, stare. And, and yeah, do I pick up a brochure? Yeah, I do. <laughs> do I have any plans or finances to cover that hunt? Absolutely not. But it, you know, I feel like a, you get kid more. Can dream. You get more out of the guide when you're talking to him. If you grab the brochure, you may kind of make it look like. Because like, like I just I like hearing the like stories. He sees a twenty six year old kid come up there and he's like, Yeah, this, this kid ain't coming. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear glasses or like an IP well, like a single, like an eyepiece. A monocle. Yeah. There you go. That should probably sell him. He Dude, might give you the hunt for free. Wear a suit and then bring a cane with like a marble right. hand. And like just have a, like a few hundreds rolling out of your pocket. Just counterfeit ones of course. Yeah. And i I'm gonna call Tom Jive. <laughs> and I'm going to tell him to pull the car around before we leave. <laughs> it's going to work. Maybe I'll get, a, like you said, free hunt. Yeah. Could work. But other, <laughs> other, than, <laughs> other than the yeah. tax to uh I might buy some arrows while I'm there because uh, I tried to. tip there. Uh, Lancaster is always oh, there, Lancaster and they always fly. have. They have. Um, but I tried to buy some arrows before from Lancaster, and I couldn't believe it. They didn't have them in stock. Uh, so I found some different arrows that they do have in stock and I was going to order them this evening actually, but I was like, yeah, we're going down to Harrisburg. Maybe I'll get them down while we're down there. So, yeah. So those are the only two things that I, they might be running need. show specials too. Yeah. A lot of places do that. So those are the two things that I really want to, you know, I'll go to Lancaster, talk to them, find a taxidermist. And other than that, just wander around. I always want to go and it, they it's not like all the time that they do like the dog shows like they have the dogs that like jump into yeah. the pools and so i i've been there so many times and i spent the whole nine days there the one year never went and i've never once went and watched the dogs I've, and i've always wanted to but i've always, just never done it i've never sat in the bleachers and watched the dogs but i've walked by you while see them as they're yeah, going they're like yeah. you just see like this chocolate lab just jumping off a diving board and yeah. it's so cool mm-hmm. i did one of the really cool um, seminars I did watch was on pre- like bird predator bird hunting or predatory cool. bird hunting. Mm-hmm. It's called um, falconry. Nick. Falconry. Sorry, I'm not a. <laughs> yeah, you falconist. make it sound like we're shooting. Yeah, we bald only eagles. shoot hawks and eagles. <laughs> go out with 22s and just pop eagles out of this. No, we don't actually do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the falconry. Talking is it a falconist? The guy that has the bird. That Probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, but that that was a really or a cool falconer, st- could be a falconer, falconist, falconer. Who knows? Falconologist, the one that studies these birds. He probably doesn't participate. He's just involved in the study of. Yeah. I don't know. Leave it in the comments if you know. 
those so seminars the, the, are always really cool. Dad and I went to a predator hunting one, so we might want to hit up a predator. Uh, Alan Probst, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, he's down there doing shows every day on trapping. Oh, yeah? So if you wanted to hit that up. who We've we seen David Blanton down there. That was pretty David cool. David Blanton, was, oh, that yeah? was cool. All the whitetails that they have around that, that mm-hmm. arena, yeah. insane. Yeah, Absolutely insane. Um. Hunt Chef's going to be down there. I yeah, it's always cool to go talk to him. He's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, Jeremy's a good dude. Um, great food over at his booth. Yeah. You know, obviously, you can't get a meal there, but you're going to get, <laughs> get some delicious samples. samples. Um, yeah, I, I make sure to stop. I usually buy a bottle of seasoning and mm-hmm. sample whatever's there because I know it's going to be good. Yeah, he's a he's a heck of a cook. That guy's pretty sweet. I want to get his coyote recipe. I want to. I don't know if I could cook it myself, but <laughs> I would love to try it once. Yeah. No desire. Yeah, I don't really have the desire to... I just want to say I tried it. Yeah, I guess. But it's... I mean, it is eating a dog, so it's like... mm, (laughs) But... He's also got a recipe for rattlesnake, too, that would be... I could get into that one. I would eat a rattlesnake before I ate a coyote. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would, too. Um, But anyways, so, yeah. So, Frank, that's that's all that's all. That's that's all that's on my agenda while we're there. Tommy, and I know... You, know, so you got some big things you're looking for while you're down there, right? Uh, well, I'm honest. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm still up in the air on whether or not I'm going to go. Wow. Um, I'm going to have to take a look at what seminars they have going on. Big seminar guy. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough. They're very worth going to. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of knowledgeable people down there. Um, so I'll see what they got going on on Sunday, see if there's a seminar down there. Um, Fox Pro has a booth. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. Um wouldn't mind seeing if Rut Daniels is down there, not going to lie. <laughs> He's, for Frank and I, the first year we were down there, um, he was Bud Fisher, you know, like him Not himself. in character. And so he was. that's how he was when we walked by. We went into the archery hall. We came out, and it was Rut Daniels. He had like a little changing booth in his booth and would just like switch back and forth. It was hilarious. Yeah, like throughout the day randomly. <laughs> Depending on when you walked by, it was either Bud Fisher or Rut Daniels good yeah. times i'm sure that line was pretty long oh the, the line to meet or take yeah. a picture with rut daniels was insane yeah i would wait it <laughs> be worth it be an hour and a half yeah it, it was it was a very long line well, way longer for rut daniels than it was Bud fisher <laughs> wouldn't that suck if you were like in line and, and then like, he switched. Yeah, you get right up to the front, and then he's like, I, "All right." I'm sure that happens to <laughs> several people every day. Yeah, unfortunate. I don't. I didn't even look at the full like gamut of people. Exhibitor I didn't, list. Yeah, exhibitor list. I I don't know if he's going to be there or not. I would imagine. I mean, like it's the biggest outdoor show in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine a company like that wouldn't be there. Yeah. Then uh, I always. I don't know if it'll be there. The first year I went down there, no. Scratch that. That was somewhere else. I was just saying, <laughs> remember, I think it was at a Cabela's when we went to that casting seminar. That dude had the huge no, that was, tank. No, that was at Harrisburg. That was at Harrisburg. Yeah, yeah they that, bring that huge fish tank that's like a semi truck. Yeah, yeah, tank. yeah. They do that at Harrisburg. Yeah, that's always cool to go mm-hmm. watch. They test out new baits and show you different tactics. I think for, it's insane how they can like hook the fish and unhook, unhook the, fish. the fish. Obviously, I know that they're not barbed, but it. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how I like the techniques that he shows you for getting out of a snag. Yeah. yeah. The old bow and arrow trick. That yeah. works. 
Yeah, that does where I've used that a lot. Yeah, I forgot about it. I always stay out of the fishing hole mostly. Yeah, that doesn't really get me going. But I I will admit that huge tank, it's it's very entertaining. If yeah, you there's some by. monster bass in it. Yeah, sure. there is. Yeah. And I like going to that. There's always good food there. Yeah. Yeah. Like going to get a bite to eat, walking around, seeing the mounts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a big outfitter guy just because I know. I, I'm not big into looking at hunts that yeah, I know I, I'm not going to mm-hmm. book. I, but here's the thing. A lot of those hunts are done on public, even though you have a guide. So it puts you in an area. That's, that's a, a pro tip. I want to throw out there. Mm-hmm. So, so you even, find out where these guys are hunting, then you I'm go not, horn in on their action. I'm not saying that you're like hunting the same yeah. camp, but you know, Colorado's a huge state. Yeah. You know, filled with public land. Most of it's over the counter. If you can get, you know, it narrowed down to a, a few ten, yeah. ten square miles, you're not hunting on top of the guy, but at least it narrowed it. You know, even if you could divide the state into quarters. You know, just give you a ballpark of where to start, you know, because most of them aren't going to tell you the track that like the state forest they're in or whatever. They're going to tell you, oh, we're, you know, southeast Colorado. Like Mm -hmm. at least it puts you in an idea of where elk are or where mule deer are, wherever. Um, I think I have to go to Russia for a Marco Polo sheet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that really narrows it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big place. I do know that they most of the hunts start at fourteen thousand foot of elevation. Yeah, so Hmm. very comparable to the mountains we're snake hunting in. So I've got all that (laughs) um, experience. I love making that joke up there. It's a great joke. (laughs) (laughs) Just and the highest point we're like two thousand foot elevation. Like, oh man, the air is really thin up here. (laughs) That's why I'm breathing so heavy. (laughs) Um, so there's no. uh, you're you're not much of a gear guy at all. No, um, I I find what works and I I I would say I'm ninety eight percent to where I've like I don't there's no new gear that I'm interested in this year. You'll see something down. Yeah, there. Nick's. I really you can't help yourself. You said you were never gonna buy or sell another stand again. See, that's the, not entirely true because I had told you it's not entirely false either. <laughs> no, no, but. I did tell Frank when I bought my 1.0 and he had his 0.5 and I actually had a 0.5 at one point that I wished they would make a 1.0 that was just the width of the 0.5. Yeah. And then like two years later, so I, I thought, you know, the 1.0 was going to be the last one. And then they came out with the No, exact- I mean, since you had your 0.75 that you said is the last stand you'll ever buy. You've been talking about buying more stands since then. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Which ones? XOPs. No, I was going to until I looked into them more <laughs> and saw that they're just knockoffs. So you're saying I'm not lying? I talked about it, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like originally, like before I saw pictures, I was very interested. Before I yeah. saw pictures and prices, yes, I was very interested in them. And then pictures and prices came out, and I retracted how interested I was. So. And it wasn't that I planned on switching away from Lone yeah. Wolf. It's just trying I, something new. My thing is, is like with the podcast and stuff, there are, you know, I get people asking recommendations on stuff. And a lot of times when I recommend Lone Wolf custom gear, people are like, man, that stuff's expensive. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of my interest in trying stuff is also to give educated opinions to people. Yeah. 
Um, and th- that is where a lot of it stems from. Cause like I didn't buy this much gear until we started the podcast. Like mm-hmm. I, I had the same bow and tree stand for a decade before we started this. Yeah. So like I, I will admit 110% I love gear. It's just cool to try different stuff, but a mm-hmm. lot of it breaks down to when somebody asked for an opinion on stuff, I like to have been able to say, yes, I've tried this or I've used yeah, this. This is what I like, disliked. Yeah. And XOP typically used to be half the price of competitors. So it was, I was uh, excited to be able to give somebody a more like price conscious option. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't really the case. So I'm not really interested anymore. Yeah. Like my thing is if you're going to spend over 400 on a tree stand, spend 500 and get Lone Wolf custom gear. Yeah. My, I agree. Oh, just reminded me not that I'm like, see, not another one that I'm interested in buying, but just interested in seeing Lone Wolf custom gear is also supposedly releasing a Patriot series of trees. Like they've got the DeQuisto series. Yeah. That's well, what Cody told run. us last year that it was coming. They were, yeah, they were going to drop this new series of stand and they were going to be done with, you know, making new yeah, DeQuisto series. DeQuisto series stuff are done. Yeah. Um, that's what you and I run. That's like top of the line mm-hmm. tree stands. The Patriots are supposed to be a more budget friendly option, but mm-hmm. still um, that American made quality. Yeah. Um, transferable lifetime warranty, all that stuff. It just might not be as feature rich. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the, like the machining that's done. Because like, like the platform cutout and stuff, that, that doesn't make it really any more expensive. It's all of the extra machining mm-hmm. that they do so your cables lay flat and your you know, there's traction built in and you know, little spots for stuff to like ports and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that's all the stuff that makes it so much more expensive. Yeah. Um so I'm interested to see what they got going on with that too. Yeah, me too. But and like I said, it's not something I've I don't I don't see my why would I get a lesser yeah. version of the 0.75 mm-hmm. it's like i don't have any interest in that it's just something wanna, cool to see yeah something cool to see and then you know if somebody asks me about what stand i use and they hear the price they're like whoa geez mm-hmm. you can like, give well, them something comparable at a yeah. lesser price yeah so that's that's kind of what i'm interested in mm-hmm. um but other than that yeah i'm just excited to get down there and i, I just enjoy going to harrisburg each year yeah me too it's always a good time down there it's see a lot of people yeah, it's, it's just you put thousands of like-minded people in the same building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, cool to go talk to people. And, you know, I, I, the outfitter that I work for is down there, so I'll get to see him. I usually only see him up in Alaska, so I'll get to talk with him a little bit. There's another outfitter down there that uh, I've hunted with before, so it's cool to go talk to those guys. And just seeing people that you don't normally see is a good time. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. I want to thank everybody again for sticking around as long as you have and enjoying our podcast. Um, with that being said, Tom and I seen a ton of deer tonight and antlers are starting to drop. So you guys know what to do. Get outside.